Hello, I'm Roger Henwood, and it's my pleasure to be presenting our Lent podcast today. I wonder what you'd say if someone asked you, what is God like? Where would you turn in your Bibles for a succinct description of God? Perhaps in the past, and perhaps all too easily in the present, you think of God as a headmaster-like figure, someone wielding authority who you're afraid of. If, like me, you finished your secondary education before 1986, you might have experienced the misery of corporal punishment in school. The rod, or the slipper, or perhaps most frightening of all, the headmaster's cane. I think we literally quaked in our shoes when our headmaster was angry. I'm glad to think that schools have changed, but I'm sure too many of us have a false view of what God is like. Let's read our passage, Psalm 103, verses 1 to 8, a psalm of David. Praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion who satisfies your desires with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. In particular, I want to draw your attention to that last verse, verse 8. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. This is a phrase that is repeated many times in the Old Testament. And as Thomas David reminds us here, it can be traced back to the book of Exodus, where the Lord made known his ways to Moses. In Exodus 33, verse 18, we read, Then Moses said, now show me your glory. And the Lord said, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you, and I will proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence. And then in Exodus 34 and verse 4, so Moses chiseled out two stone tablets like the first ones and went up Mount Sinai early in the morning as the Lord had commanded him. And he carried the two stone tablets in his hands. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and stood there with him and proclaimed his name, the Lord. And he passed in front of Moses, proclaiming, the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion and sin. Yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children and their children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation. I've been reading Dane Ortland's book, Gentle and Lowly, The Heart of Christ, Sinners and Sufferers, which Tom Brewer recommended to me. And Ortland has given a chapter in his book on this passage in Exodus. It's an excellent book, which I would thoroughly recommend. What would you expect if God was to reveal his glory to you? Shining lights, thunder and lightning, 
the sounding of many trumpets? No, the Lord says that he will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you and I will claim my name. The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love. This is without doubt one of the high points in the revelation of the Old Testament. And God reveals his very nature is to be compassionate and gracious. He delights in showing sympathy and concern for his children. He's gracious. He bestows on us undeserved kindness and he's slow to anger. I suspect we often think that God is angry all the time. But this and other passages remind us that God is slow to anger, despite all the ways we have of provoking his anger. Instead, he abounds in love. In his book, Dane Ortland quotes from the Puritan Richard Sibbs. If we would know the name of God and see God as he is pleased and delighted to discover himself to us, let us know him by those names that he proclaims there, showing that the glory of the Lord in the gospel especially shines in his mercy. We need to discard any misapprehensions of what God is like and replace them with God's own insistence of what he is. If we should doubt this, then we need only look at the Lord Jesus to see proof of what Moses and David declared. As John says, speaking of the word become flesh, we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. As we approach another Easter time, we're reminded of the compassion, grace and love of our God. And above all, that the Lord Jesus, who had no sin, became sin for us, so we might never have to face the righteous anger of a holy God. Psalm 103 begins with these words. Let's make them our prayer today. Praise the Lord, my soul. All my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Praise the Lord, my soul. Amen.